Everybody hates me. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. This <sighs> is a Soulfire production. <laughs> um, Oops, wrong show. Can I do my job, please? Can you just calm down? I'm trying to bring it at a, at a 10 here, and you're not, you're, you're. I am a 10. You're interfering. Well, obviously, or else I wouldn't even fucking be here. Aww. You wouldn't get away with the shit you would get away with if you weren't a 10. Oh, God. This is a Soulfire production. <laughs> Hello. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. What? Are you looking forward to this? Connor going off nicotine is uh, a joy that I just really look forward to in my life. It's not only that. You're having a week, babe. It's been an interesting set of, what, five days now? Yeah. Um, Should we start with Friday? No. Start at the beginning. So when you were out of town, which was like early last week, I was doing oh. some work. And you know, everybody knows that I work a ton. And I was doing some research. <laughs> I was working on my Wait, own stuff. Wait, let me stuff. keep laughing. <laughs> I work. Do you think I don't? I put, I put in a solid 30 hours a week on Connor Wanderers, so, or on Politically Homeless. Yeah, excuse you me. do. Um, and then doing your other, whatever bullshit you make me do. Anyways. For the company that makes you money? Okay, cool. Yes, exactly. The thing that actually makes me money <laughs> takes less time than the thing that makes me $200 a month. Anyways, could you quit interrupting me, please? Um, so I, I, w- I was walking through our little hallway here out of the studio and I had, it was like 8 p.m. and I was, getting a show ready for the next day. And um, I had a Modelo. We had Modelo left over. So I was having a, a nice cold Modelo. It was very, very pleasant. And somehow I spilled it on my computer. I don't know. It's unclear if there was a puppy involved, uh, but probably one of the dogs was involved in some in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I had a blue bar on my screen. So on Saturday, take it into Apple. And now I'm computerless for at least five days. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's been almost five days. It's what was what is today? We took it in Saturday. Today's yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, so it, we're getting there. So you get it back tomorrow. You already know. Maybe we'll we see. FedEx overnight. I don't know. It didn't say it was from Apple. It just it gave me. It sent me just like a confirmation. It could be something else. It it's could, definitely it. That's why it could it, be. It could be the rooftop tent that we got. Oh damn. Yeah, it could be well, anything. It, I hope it's one of the two because either way you'll be happy. No, I don't need a rooftop tent. I need my fucking laptop back. Okay. Anyways, and then on Friday, we decided to take uh, a half day and go have an adventure. We got stuck in the snow. I let my forerunner down. Um, there was just a lot of digging. My hands are all bleeding. It was a lot. There was a lot going on there. Uh, and then on the way home from that adventure, I caught a rock in my windshield, cracked the windshield, or just put one of those dents in the like windshield. Like really big, though. Yeah, I was going to have to get that fixed. So, And uh, I got to find a place to get that fixed. Oh, what else? Saturday our yard night was is a just rough a, mushroom our, trip. Our, yeah, that that Saturday just Sunday, fuck, fucked we me up all bad. All day. Yeah, um, yeah. Our yard is stressing me out because we're getting our our garage demoed. Like it's been a lot. So to try to make myself feel better, I went and bought an Xbox. There just happened to be one available. They've been sold out forever. I haven't had an Xbox in ten years at least. It's been a long ass time since I had an Xbox. So I got an Xbox and brought that home. I was playing Xbox and I had my last little nicotine pouch in my um little tin that it comes in. So I, I did that and I was like, you know what? Things are so fucked right now and I'm so annoyed. And it's just like a bunch of things that are out of my, out of my control. Um, I'm probably going to be annoyed. 
So instead of like embracing love and light or whatever the fuck, <laughs> I'll just like quit nicotine on top of all this, which is something I've been wanting to do for a while anyways. And I'm like, the best way to do it is just bite the fucking bullet and go about it. Um, I moved over to the nicotine pouches from like um, snooze pouches, which is like a fine grain uh, tobacco pouch thinking they would be easier to quit. I was trying to wean myself off. I ended up just doing more of them because they are easier to do and they taste like, like bubble gum. gum. Yeah. yeah. So not that I'm going to quit doing tobacco. Like I still want to do it sometimes. I just want to have a different relationship with it. So um, it, the thing is, you know, I do that last night. <laughs> I make that decision. I journal about it today. I journal about how I need to journal about my process through this so I can like get some tools to handle it because it's unlikely this will be the last time I have this conversation with myself and with all that, I'm like trying to figure out, you know, how to do life now without nicotine, which means that if anybody's ever quit or been around somebody who's quit smoking or quit nicotine in any form or fashion, it is like the worst. It just yeah, it's sucks. It's not that enjoyable. It's like, it's mm. just, and it's not like, it's not like a withdrawal from heroin. Obviously it's much worse, but like, um, it, you just are like a three steps behind everything kind of unmotivated, kind of groggy, kind of angry. And it's like a three day process at least until it starts getting better. You also look kind of pale and like your eyes are like glassed over. Yeah, you look like, like you I have was, the flu. I was emptying the dishwasher and I forgot to do the bottom. I'm not trying to put a show together, but that's the thing is like I knew one of the reasons, one of the justifications that I had for always having it on hand is because I really have a hard time doing a show without it. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I may have to like supplement with it while I'm doing shows in the, for the next couple of weeks, just because it's going to be really like, it'll be hard. I'll try and we'll see how it goes. Uh, but even doing this right now is like really hard to keep my like shit together because it's, it's, it's like caffeine. It's like coming off of caffeine, but a little bit more intense. Yeah. And so anyways, I'm like dealing with all of this and it's like, I just piled it on myself on purpose, but it's been a really rough day. Um, I haven't been as big of an asshole as I thought. You've definitely been better than but normal, the X but you're, you're very short. The Xbox helps. The Xbox is the weirdest thing is like, it's like if I'm, if I'm shooting zombies in the face for whatever reason, I don't think about it. It's like you're taking, you're taking your anger and frustration well, out somewhere. It's also a dopamine kick. Uh, like yeah. when you, when you accomplish something, when you kill a fucking zombie warlord, you're like, okay, cool. Like I, like it's a, it's like, it's a, it's a lesser version of dopamine supplement supplementation. So I was like, oh, this actually, I was thinking about that last night too. I was like, oh, this actually works in tandem. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to trade one addiction for the other, obviously, but like. I can't do I can't do my work and play Xbox, mm -hmm. but I can do my work and use nicotine. And if anything, it makes my work better and more enjoyable. It makes me better at it. So it's like it, it's a weird thing I'm trying to figure out. But like it's it sucks, man. I hate it. And I've never had uh, this is like the most I've ever used nicotine. So I've never had this kind of experience before. Mm -hmm. And I've always used actual tobacco, which I'm finding out now is easier to kick than straight up nicotine. Well, that makes sense. It feels like there's less chemicals and like additives and things to get mm -hmm. addicted to in tobacco, and right? So if I do have to supplement, it'll be with like real tobacco. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes, but it's been rough. But anyways, Ooh. that's kind of my breakdown of the last week. Been a fucking shitty week, honestly. Just yeah, shitty. It's been hard. I feel like some there's been some good stuff that's come from difficult conversations and awarenesses. I uh speaking of addiction, I on Friday when we were literally on hands and knees digging ourselves and this car out of the snow, snow yeah. and slush um, was very much thinking about drinking when we got home. And it was one of those moments. Everyone knows this feeling where you're just like, this has been a fucked day. My body hurts. I literally just want to numb out and I wanted pizza 
and I wanted wine. And on the way home, I was like, I'm going to open a really nice bottle of wine. And you said, no, you're not. You're doing so great. I'm so proud of you. You don't need it. And I'm so grateful that you kept me in integrity, babe, because I haven't really had a one thought about drinking at all since I stopped. It's been three months now. And, and I even drink around you too. You drink around me. And I mean, a couple of times I've almost grabbed your beer to have a sip and I'm like, oh wait, not doing that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting to uh, have a moment where I was like, this is really stressful and hard and I really want to drink and to have you keep me accountable and to hold me to my integrity and to what I promised myself. And I'm very grateful. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, but it's been, uh, yeah. It's been a, it's been a weird week. And that was, that was like, not going to let that day, which we got, we were on the way home. Mm-hmm. Like I was not gonna let that day be, you'd be, I don't know, you commit to do anything, you know? And it's like, a, it's important because there's more to it. If it was just like, you decided to quit drinking and whatever. Yeah. There's so much to it. And I'm learning like, a lot yeah. about myself in this process and my relationship with my parents and doing things because I think I'm supposed to and believing that I have to drink in order to be fun or cool and just like mm-hmm. all these different things. So it's been a really beautiful experience for me. Um, and I'm excited to continue that for the rest of the year and then we'll see what happens. But, um, ragers, Rage. just drunk, just getting drunk and crazy. Yeah. I don't see that happening, but I do want to go to Italy and drink really, really amazing wine. <laughs> okay. That's really we'll see how it goes. on my, on my bucket list for my life before I die. Um, so we have some really cool shit to talk about today in terms of Bumble dating, Roxanne, and how to find your third. Um, before that, do you want to tell people about your beloved called Element? Yeah, Element's the best. Um, Literally. I'm having a hard time putting words together. Do you, uh, want, to, do you want me to tell them for you? Go ahead. I don't know your code, so you can pop in then. So here's the dealie. Um, our good friend Jalen who we love and adore introduced us to this company called element. And we are no joke. So infatuated with this company, everything they're about. Uh, she wet had girls dinner with her last night and she brought us boxes and boxes of element to replenish because we go through this stuff so fast. I think both of us drink on average, at least one, maybe two packets a day. I usually don't drink more than two a day. No. Cause then you're too salty. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm like sweating my ass off. Yeah, like sauna like, or if it's uh, summertime. Or yard work type stuff where I'm just like sweating all day or yeah. out doing like shooting my bow for four hours like I didn't tend to do. Mm-hmm. But um, we love this because Connor and I usually fast and Element's really good for fasting because it replenishes all the electrolytes that you're missing um, during that time. And it also helps curb your carb cravings. So I think both of, both of us have definite carb cravings and especially yeah. at night, which is why I really love doing the chocolate hot with mm-hmm. a couple drops of stevia. And it makes me not want to snack, which is amazing. And I'm replenishing all of these different nutrients that my body is missing. And if Kelly is, uh, Kelly can't do this, but I can and mix the living habanero with tequila. And a little bit of water, a little bit of soda water too. Um, And it's the jam. And I can't tell you that you're not going to be hungover, but I can tell you that being hydrated keeps you from being as hungover if you get off uh, off your rocker a little bit. Mm -hmm. So this is great if you're sweating a ton, if you're fasting, if you're craving carbs, uh, if you're eating keto, this is really helpful to replenish those electrolytes because you're super deficient. Um, 
and they don't put any artificial ingredients in there. There's no coloring, nothing unhealthy that you don't need. And there's no sugar. So. I mean, Rob Wolf made this shit. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, fucking, Rob, fuck. it's fucking Rob Wolf. Yeah. But if you want to check it out, you can hit the, the promo code is in the uh, show notes of this show. It's drink element, D R I N K L M N T dot com slash wanders. And you get an eight pack variety pack um, with some of the, fa- the best flavors. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. But it's I, just I, for five dollars shipping. Yeah, five dollars. Excuse me. Back. Yeah, See, I'm here to support you, baby. To, I need, I I'm gonna you, need. A, I'm gonna need a team of support right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you get that, and it's five dollars to pay for juice cover shipping. I recommend going in and picking out a different flavor just so you have like. There's some that are always good, right? Citrus is great. Uh, lemon habanero is awesome. The chocolate, if you're into that, but th- there's a couple in there that are just really solid. Anything that's in that variety pack that you get for the five dollars, people love. That's yeah. why it's in there. Yeah. So get it, do it, and I always say, um, stay moist. Stay moist. <laughs> um, people have been asking lots of questions about how we found Roxanne, how this whole thing works, what the fuck. So it was me, obviously. Connor. Connor. <laughs> That sounded terrible. Connor wanted to have his own Bumble because I had been running the Bumble and... And complaining about it constantly. I just don't like it. It's not the enjoyable part for me. I like when Roxanne sits on my face. That's the <laughs> enjoyable part for me. Um, not trying to like make this thing happen. You really find a lot of joy in the whole process of like talking and setting things up. And I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. Just bring me a girl. So what did you do? I started my own Bumble account. Uh-huh. And with, what happened? With both of us. Correct. I our mean, picture, photos, our uh, name. Our names, yeah. Um, it was like day one. Day one we matched with Roxanne. Roxanne. <laughs> um, and we were just chatting like later that day. It was funny because that's, yeah, it's just weird that it all happened the way it did like on that. It was like within six hours. Mm-hmm. Like I just started. It was yeah. like, it was in my first series of swiping through. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because she lives like not far away. She lives two blocks away. And the funny thing too is that she had just started looking for couples because she had just started to really explore this and was like, I really want to see what this whole threesome thing is about. And then we popped up. Well, and she wants, she was getting into that kind of stuff because she listens to your podcast. Yeah. So that's really funny. That's the thing we didn't talk about in the last episode when we introduced Roxanne, because it made me a little uncomfortable to share. Um, but she has been longtime listener. Um, first time, longtime listener, first time house guest. Yeah. Um, she really has been a longtime listener of the show. And part of why she got into this was because listening to the show helped her start to explore her own sexuality and ask herself questions about what she really wanted. And so she sees us on Bumble and is like, oh, fuck, it's Kelly. And knows like my whole life story feels like we have an intimate relationship because that's what podcasts do. It makes you feel like, you know, someone. Mm-hmm. And so she told you, Hey, I just want to be super transparent. We'd already planned to hang out. And yeah. Just, and then whenever, after we set up the plans, then she told us. Yeah. And she said, Hey, I just want to be super transparent. I know who you guys are. I've been listening to Kelly's show, blah, blah, blah. Here are all the things. I hope that's not a deal breaker, but I just wanted to be honest, which I, and you very much respect. And I kind of freaked out because it felt a little weird to me, but it actually has been such a blessing. And I think that it's the reason that we've all gotten so close so quickly is because she does know so much about us. She was able to trust us. We weren't just like some weird people down the road, like doing some freaky shit, which I mean, we are weird and we do freaky shit, but like we were pretty normal people. And she knew, she knew my heart. 
And so I think that really helped um, us all connect in a different way. Be in my heart. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. So Phil, I was looking at some Phil Collins stuff today. So that's how we found Roxanne. But before we kind of like dive into all of that, um, and yes, she's still coming on the show for those of you who keep fucking DMing me. <laughs> she's coming, literally. <laughs> um, people want to know how the hell you even set up a profile to find a third. So if you are in a couple, because Roxanne wants to address her side of this, of how she went about it, like questions asked, things to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll address that when she comes on the show sometime soon. But we're going to address this from the couple side of things. So Connor, um, since you're the master here, what is it that people who are curious about this, what do they need to think about and do and put on their profile? What like what does that look like? Well, I mean, there's a lot of questions you got to ask yourself. Let me just go ahead and pull up a profile up here. Um, so you got to think. Okay, when it comes to women, you can only you can only change your gender on on Bumble one time. Oh, right, right, right. So if you are if you put your gender as female, say you're girl, you know, if you're in a heterosexual partnership and your girlfriend's gonna be running or wife or whatever's gonna be running the Bumble account, um, then if you put woman as your gender, you're going to be mostly swiping with and matching with women that are predominantly interested in women. And there's a lot, there's like 57, there's so many different gender categories on Bumble. Like it's a little bit overwhelming, but like, if we just think about, you know, they have like one that just says cisgendered. It doesn't say male or female, but most people aren't going to, aren't going to click that is what they're interested in. They're going to be click male or female. Mm -hmm. Like, we talk a lot about different like trans issues and non-binaryness and all that other stuff. When we talk about everybody in that category, we're talking about about 5% of the population. So the vast majority of people are going to be looking male or female. Mm-hmm. So even if you are a woman running a, an account for a couple, you're most likely going to want to match with straight-ish women, women that are bi-curious like yourself. So, but maybe that's not the case, right? Be aware, but just know that if you're looking for a, a woman that's heteroflexible, you want to be a male on the app. And if you are looking for, for someone who is a lesbian, then you would put a female, but you got to decide that at the beginning. When you put your account up, something I've seen, I've noticed people do on Bumble is they will put the female in the first like picture or two pictures by herself or with other girls and then not put the couple photos till the end. Right? So I believe that doing the opposite of that and being very upfront yeah, is the best way to do shady. it because if people swipe on the first photo, right? They swipe on the first photo and then they realize that you're in a relationship and they're like, well, and you match it's just a waste of fucking time. And that's the thing. If you want to waste your time on social media, on, on dating apps, that's fine. Right. But I would only want to really match with people that I'm like interested in or want to explore something with. That was different when I was single. I would just be like, whatever, you know, it's funny. I would maybe ask weird questions. I just, I have other things to do now. Um, so what we did, I think if we look at our photos, let me see what we have. I think we're in, we're together in all of them. Yeah. No, we goes, is there's four photos of us, different things, kind of different environments, then one of you and then one of me. Mm-hmm. So that that's like, it's there's sep- there are some separate ones, but that's just because those are good photos. And a lot of the photos we have together are like goofy. So we did that. We put a little bio, short bio, nothing crazy. You know, Do don't you be, a, don't so be fucking know? cheesy. Like it's, I mean, it's not, let me look. It says, <laughs> well, it's pretty obvious that we're relatively adventurous. That's all it says. Oh, wow. Well, can I read the one that we did from the one I was running? Yeah. Um, Cause that's different. Hold on. 
And I didn't do any of the gimmicky stuff on there, like ask me a question. I do have my Spotify connected. Um, yeah, but it's pretty straightforward. It's just like put some good photos in there. Don't be super cheesy. Don't go over the top. Don't be like, you know, looking for a unicorn, like that kind of stuff. It just it just is a little bit much. It's like let the photos speak for themselves. Match with people that are interested in you're not, it's not, it's so much different than doing a dating app single. Yeah. It's so much different because then you want, you need to make an impression, but at this point you're weeding out 95% of people anyways. So it's fine. And you're not going to get a ton of matches and you're going to have a lot of conversations. Um, and you know, it kind of up to you as far as how you want to go about doing that. So my bio, the one I run, it says, actually we're interviewing as a team looking for a third to play with us casual and fun. And it's all pictures of us. And then, like you said, the last couple are individual pictures. Yeah. Same type of deal. So it's real, but still the same, it's the same Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you put your age, you got to go through, you put your age, put all that other fun kind of stuff that you're interested in. Ours is age from 18 to 21, right? Shut up, Connor. That's (laughs) gross. No, I think it's 21 to 35 or something. Uh, I think we did put it down to 18 actually. No, it's not. Is it, is it 20? I think it was more just for out of like what 18 year old is on Bumble. Yeah, but I guess a lot of them now in college here, and stuff. Not here for that. Um, no, I think it's twenty. I think we did twenty. Like it's a big range, like twenty to thirty-eight or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just get in there and have a good time. You know. So here's the here's one of the problems is like people. So someone someone asked, we can't find them anywhere. Do you put your face in pictures? First of all, um, we can't find them anywhere. That just sounds wrong. Like, Who's them? People, girls who want to be them hoes? a third. Oh, unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably because you're looking in the wrong place the way we were early on. First of all, they are treat them like really lovely little fairies that you want to take care of and make feel good. That's the (laughs) most important thing, I think, because that's the type of person you're going to attract. If you're treating them like a fucking piece of meat that you're wanting to just use and then send home, that's like best of luck to you because there are only certain people who want to be treated like that. Right. Yeah. And I don't think any of us are really You're narrowing the field for sure. Yeah. So first of all, state your intention and be really kind and loving towards these people because they are fucking humans. And this is an intimate experience. Objectifying a third is not fun. It's not, not fair. Okay. Yeah. And we talk about that and that's the thing. I was like, and that's a conversation that most people don't want to feel like it's not emotional at all. In any type of casual sex, it's just treat it like casual sex. If you're not a fucking piece of shit, right? You know what I'm saying right. it's like there's a lot there. But I think um, people think like, where where are these girls? Where are the Roxanne's of the world that are like, yeah, let's try this thing and do it? There are a lot of people out there. I think that want to do this, but the right conversations are not being had. Connor got and I to have are game. very well. <laughs> there's that. Connor and I are very good at being extremely transparent. There is no lying. There is no um, trying to manipulate someone. There is no like, oh, well, maybe, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, this is what we're fucking looking for. This is how we treat people. I'm very clear when I talk to a girl about how important it is for her to feel loved and sexy and taken care of and how much we enjoy giving someone else pleasure and all of that. Like, I want you to feel safe. I want you to feel taken care of. I am here for you. Like, I will walk you through the whole thing. That really matters to me. And Connor, you are incredibly kind and nurturing and you are a very safe man to be in this experience with. That is the dynamic that we always intend to create. Yes, it can get like super sexy and, you know, we're being tied up and there's like all these hot things happening. But at the end of the day, there is a very safe experience happening. 
And I think that if you can be in conversation where that is what's coming up, more people would be willing to do this. Can you imagine being a young woman who is curious about this and all of the fucking creepy people who well, want to take advantage of, of her? There's a lot of people that are just like weird. Right. I mean, and so and, that's and, and what's I hard. To, I don't want to make a stereotype or confirm a stereotype, but there are a lot of people like whenever I see their couples on here, sometimes every now and then we'll come across one that seems relatively normal, but it's like sometimes people make too much of it too, where it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. Sometimes yeah. it just feels fucking weird. Yeah. And it's like they're in the lifestyle and I, I get it, you know, and that's going to attract a certain type of person at Bernie man or whatever. Um, but you know, if you're no, if you're like a normal kind of person and a real person and a real couple, that's like figuring this out and, learning whatever like and sometimes you need to take it slow too just like do some sexting or like send some photos or do whatever probably don't put your face in those but you can still send them um you know things like that like that's you know there's a ways to go about doing this that are that are a nice like warm up to the whole situation that are like hey we're all normal ish here yeah you know? agreed and to the other part of this question do you put your face in pictures i think we've already answered that but yes we put our face in pictures on bumble yes on bumble yes. i mean not in like some of the things that Connor gets sent in his uh, text messages, but um, <laughs> in public ways, yes, we do. Um, so someone wants to know which threesome finding apps are legit. We've only used Bumble for this. There was one called Open uh-huh. that's relatively There's new. There's another one called Field. Field, but yeah. we haven't used those. Um, I, but the thing about it is I don't really want like... <sighs> The people on those apps are the people that I'm talking about a lot of the time. Correct. It's a, I would rather wade through, like, I'd rather get rejected by a lot of regular-ish people that are, like, trying something new than I would have to reject a bunch of people who want to and to do this and do this often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and getting, you know, inv- I, and maybe it's just because I don't want to be in a situation where, like, other people are further along in this situation or crazier or weird. Because it kind of, like, even watching that, there's no I in threesome show. Yeah. Like, that is just kind of a, it's a, it's like a, um, a documentary style movie. Um, but it's not a documentary. You come to find out at the end, yada, yada. But it's like, even seeing that, the way people are doing that, like, it made me uncomfortable in doing this because of how that was happening. And sometimes seeing people do a thing that I'm doing. Uh, poorly. Here's a different example. I'm trying to make an analogy here. When I, I was a pretty decent Olympic weightlifter. And when I see somebody else weightlifting and doing it really poorly, it makes me feel stupid. I feel like that about volleyball. Volleyball yeah. is a good one too, mm-hmm. right? Same thing. Anything that you're like it doing like that, you, that you care about and you watch it and you're like, oh God. And you're like, <laughs> wow, like that per- people think that that person is doing the same thing that I'm doing. But oh. like they couldn't be further apart. Yeah. If people see there's no I in threesome, I'm like, oh, dear God, please don't think that that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? right. It's a trip, but it's like people do what they need to do. Like I'm not, it's not a shame or judgment thing, but it is a judgment thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I just don't want to be associated mm-hmm. because I feel like I am so self-righteous that I feel like what I'm doing is something different, even though people that don't do this would think that I was, would think the same about me doing this thing. Right. So it's a weird, you know, or us doing this thing, I mm-hmm. guess. So it's, it's a weird thing. But anyways, those apps make me feel a little bit like uncomfortable. Um, but that being said, you know, if you can get yourself on something like, well, Raya probably doesn't have that on there. You have a kind of a filtering system. Yeah. But I like Bumble for it. I think it's good. I think you're right. It's like a larger pool of people. But if you're a female who's looking for a couple, Field might be good for you. Do you think? Yeah. Why is that? Just because then you have like tons of options and you don't have to like search because it's not, it's not easy to find couples on Bumble. 
True. It's easy to find single people, but mm-hmm. finding couples on Bumble is not the move. Yeah. So let's go through a few other, um, we have a couple other questions, but I want to go through like some of best practices of when you're getting to know someone. So for the first time, when you're going to go hang out with them, something that Connor and I did early on, because this was for my comfort and my feeling of safety is I went and hung out with the women by myself. We would just go on a walk or go grab tea. Um, and that really helped because with everyone I did that with, it was kind of their first time as well. And so we had like this lady sister bonding moment where it was, mm-hmm. we shared all the things, our fears, what was okay, boundaries, all of that. And we got on the same page so that when the three of us ended up hanging out, all of these sort of logistics in that way of what's okay, what's not, we're, we're taken care of. And I felt safe and that person felt a lot more safe. And so then it could just be a lot more fun and it could just be yeah. like a normal conversation that ended up, you know, if we're hooking up or not, um, it felt a lot more organic and fluid rather than kind of janky and weird when you're first meeting someone and it's like, okay, what am I allowed to do? That was already taken care of. So I think mm-hmm. that was really smart. Um, but what are some of your, what you feel like are best practices for people to know going into this? Yeah, I think um, dick pics early and often. Jesus Christ. Like maybe gifts, make some gifts, go to Giphy and make some gifts of your dong. Um, get those out there. You know, what I like to do, this is a personal favorite of mine, is like uh, I have little different characters that I make out of my dick pics, as you know. I do know. Um, I use. I got a cowboy once. Yeah, you got a cowboy once. I've done uh, like more of like a Mr. Peanut style uh, with a top hat and the, and the cane and the whole situation. Who got that? Someone that wasn't you, Kelly. Rude. Well, I can't. Do you want to send you the same one? I mean, maybe recreate it. I don't. I don't I'm know. not gonna send you like the version two of something that went elsewhere. I'll make. I may make. I may make I want one, a new one. I may make a little. Uh, I may put a sombrero on there. I may name him Padre. You know, <laughs> in la biblioteca. Um, <laughs> you guys, I bought Connor a Spanish book for little kids of so he could learn it's a i think it's my first hundred words in spanish <laughs> yeah it's great I've, I've i've come a long way and <laughs> um no but uh yeah i think what, what was the question uh best practices okay so aside from dick pics um i mean it's just like to me it's just like anything else right like ask good questions um, have you done this before? Really be very considerate of somebody else's experience. Um, ask somebody what their boundaries are. You know, it's like if you're, especially if someone's really nervous, like leading the conversation, um, not pushing or pressuring, like let things happen as they will. If it doesn't feel right, you know, eject. Uh, we had that happen before. Um, you know, there's just, it's just really being mindful, like what's going on, a lot of conversations, because this is not going to, some of the conversation and the dialogue is very similar to regular dating, but there's always this like looming, mystery at the end of it mm-hmm. right where it's like you know you can kind of tell on the first date if you're gonna like if it's gonna be what it's gonna be if you're gonna like bone or if you're not gonna bone if you're never gonna talk to each other again if you're gonna go on a second date if you're gonna take it slow if you're gonna make out if you're gonna get a handy under the table if you're gonna fuck in the bathroom if you're gonna fuck in the car all these things we forgot to tell people about what happened on friday what are you fucking me on the back of Jesus the car Christ, kelly can we just keep stick to on stay on no. topic anyways <laughs> um so with all that being said, uh, yeah, it's just being very considerate of like this. There's like going to be this like looming, looming thing. So keeping it light and fun uh, up until that moment is nice. And then, you know, let the third let the third know that they can make the first move if you want them to, because that that makes it a little bit more fun. No too. third ever makes the first move. They will if you Not let if us. you tell them to. No, because they're scared of you. None you of scare them people. have wanted to. <laughs> 
That face that you just made at me right now, that's why. That is not the face I've ever made at one of them. I know, but they know it's there and it's... Why the fuck would you say that? That's mean. That's not mean. That hurts my feelings. No, it's not. Very Kelly, we've talked about how you intimidate people. Of course I intimidate people. Yes. Okay, that doesn't... That's, like, you make it sound like I'm mean and like it's my fault. What? No. <laughs> no, I don't. That's not what I'm saying. Then what are you saying? I just, I just said... You're... I intimidate people. Yes. Thirds don't want to make the first move the first time you hook up because that is a lot. I'm, that's what I'm saying. You can open the door for that if you want that to happen. Right. But even Roxanne doesn't want to make the first move and we're two months in. <sighs> I understand. But you're not. You, that's not necessarily the case. We have a specific dynamic and a specific type of person that we hang out with. Okay. Outside of our little bubble, that is our reality. That is very much not the case. And other relationship dynamics are very different where that could be very possible and very common and maybe the thing that happens as often as it doesn't happen with us. Okay. Right? Sure. I don't want everybody else to have the same experience we're having because every other relationship is not the same. Mm -hmm. And dynamics are very different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that would be warranted. Mm -hmm. And you would attract people if you were open to that that would be willing and open to do that because they'd be a little bit more assertive, which we... Most definitely do not date people or hook up people that are all that assertive. We never really have one person who's relatively assertive. Mm-hmm. Name one. No, I agree with you. Yeah. So we are going to have a specific dynamic based upon the energetic frequency that we call into our relationship. <laughs> yes or yes? Yeah. Okay. Can you apologize now? I'm not apologizing. <laughs> what am I apologizing for? You hurt my feelings. hurt your feelings? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yes or yes. I just stole a Tim Dillon line. So what do you do when you end up hanging out with someone? Take them to the bone zone. People are always like, okay, you're there now. Now what? Um... It just depends. I mean, this is, that's the thing. I'm never the one to make the first move. It's always you. Not now, but like in the early stages, I never am the one because I'm still like, oh my God, girls. So I'm always, I always wait for you to be the one to like do something. Yeah. It gets awkward. And there's this moment of awkwardness and someone needs to break that awkwardness and somebody, whoever the person is most likely to do that is needs to either say something, do something or whatever. You, You need to know if you're the person in the group. Sometimes it's a third, sometimes it's not. You need to know if you're the person in the group to break the awkwardness because I do. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's like literally shoving someone at someone else, not shoving, but like nudging someone at someone else. Yeah. Like it's just, you got to do something. Somebody's got to do something. And you need to know if you're that person. Generally speaking, I'm that person. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the other things that people need to look out for when it comes to finding a third? Conversations for me between the couple as to expectations, intention are really important because if you as a couple are not on the same page and then you bring someone into that, it can get very messy very quickly. Yeah, it can. True that. So what are some of the things that couples need to talk about beforehand? Are you trying to fix your relationship with this or are you trying, are you doing it because your relationship is good? Exactly. That's, that's really at the end of the day. It's like the number one question. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you trying to fix something? Cause if so, you should just fucking take the energy you're putting into this and just break up. Yeah. It's Plain cannot be your savior. And no, no it's not, one is not, it's not a Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> I want Jesus inside of me. It also cannot be one person talking the other person into it. If both people are not into I mean, you it, you talked me into it. Do you, 
Do not do it. I got gaslit like a motherfucker in oh, this. Oh, shut up. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that probably happens a lot as well? And then someone ends up doing something that <laughs> do they I don't want. Do you think that happens a lot? <laughs> Is the sky blue? Do you really think it happens that that's often? most of the time, yeah. Oh, wow, that's You know people have horror stories of that kind of shit? Come on, dude. I mean, I don't know. It's the first time I'm doing it, so. I know. I feel you. like we equally want to do this. Somebody out there right now listening to this has been like, yeah, I was, I was the third in that situation, and that Please was not fun. Please tell us how that went. I want yeah, to know. Let us know. Okay, so I want to address a couple of the questions that we got. Um, Let's go. Let's do it. Do me. <laughs> this is actually really funny. Um, <laughs> this is somewhat adjacent to the topic, but what do you do with the dogs? <laughs> My husband and I have a very codependent doodle who has separation issues, and we can barely get a second alone. Wondering how you've created the space to have intimate time with three people. Should we tell them about Theo shitting on and inside of your gym bag while we were upstairs on Saturday? Yeah. (laughs) So I came down and Theo's had some gut issues. We just leave Uh, them down. We leave them, but they are really needy and they can't be in the room. So we just leave them upstairs. Like they're upstairs right now. Um, But I opened up my gym. I went in, I smelled shit and I was like, oh God, what happened? So I go in Kelly's office where we put my gym bag, which I brought inside from outside. Um, because I was like washing some of my gym stuff and Theo. Okay. So I have Nike Romaleo twos. Okay. I got these. These are my first legit weightlifting shoes when I very first started weightlifting and Theo shit on and inside of my, my Nike Romaleos. Now they're, I have, they have like new Romaleos like Romaleo fours, but I don't weightlift that much anymore. But those are, I have like so much sentimental value tied up in those, like everything else. I thought you were going to cry. Everything else in there. And I was also on mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like everything else in there I could throw away, right? I can replace the knee sleeves. I can replace the other stuff, whatever. I threw a lot of it away anyways. Cause that shit on in the bag. I don't give a fuck about like I replaced, I just had to use a different backpack, whatever, but it was a duffel bag, a small one. And you were like, just threw them outside. And I was like, I, you were like, um, but I was like, I was like, like, how do I explain to Kelly that these are like not shoes to replace? First of all, if the replacements would be like $300 and I'm not, I'm not going to replace them because I don't use them that often. I use them like a few times a year. You're like, but these really matter to me. And I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) So I grab the shoes with fucking diarrhea all over them. And I walk into the shower and I start cleaning them because you were about to vomit. It was like the weirdest shit ever. And it was like smelled so bad. And then he did the same thing at our concealed carry class. And we left him. I had to leave him in the car because we had, uh, somebody clean the, the cleaning lady was over and all this other stuff. So Theo has like the gut issues and he shits all the back of my car. And then it smells like this, like really weird shit. And I am like trying, I'm like gagging and I don't ever gag about things, but like, it's Sorry, like, guys. It, like, like regular poop. I'm okay with, but this is like by no means regular poop. <laughs> and so I'm just like over here having a hard time. So anyways, um, what'd you do with the dogs? Uh, you know, I think you Give may have, you may have missed the boat on crate training. Um, (laughs) if you can't even have, this is, this is about, yeah, this is a different, uh, we should have Linda over to talk about how to train a dog. Fetchmasters.com. Doodles are really hard. So, uh, doodles are a great place. And Kelly knows this intimately for you to project your emotional codependency (laughs) on. So the dog is not actually codependent. You were codependent on the dog's affection and you (laughs) want it under certain conditions and under those certain conditions, it's great for you. And then sometimes it's a it's a very intense inconvenience. But doodles have such, uh, they, 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 they almost like anthropomorphize themselves and kind of become humans. Kelly's like, our dogs are humans. I'm like, no, they're fucking dogs. But like they have eyebrows and their eyes are really pretty and their eyes face forward instead of sideways more than most dogs because they've been bred to be very empathized with. So really, yes. Um, golden retrievers and golden doodles and certain dogs like they're, yeah, their Mm -hmm. eyes are more like 
forward facing, which all canines are, but theirs are more like doughy and round ah. versus like a wolf's eyes are different than ah. that. Uh, they're more like now shaped. It makes yeah. Sense. Um, so it's just evolution and domestic domestication. So you really need to ask yourself, why would, why are you a perfect fit for a very codependent dog? And then you can start to address that in certain ways. Maybe give it some peanut butter. Um, maybe just get used to having sex with the dog in the bed, which is kind of odd. We have, we've had threesomes with the dogs in the room. Yeah. They just lay down. They know yeah. like when sex is happening that they just like, aren't going to get attention. So they just like go to sleep, mm-hmm. you know? And then sometimes Theo will like pop his head on the bed and we're like, go away. And he we, goes away. We put them upstairs, put the baby gates up, close the door, turn on lane eight, very loud, do our thing and then go upstairs. And, and it's, if at night too, at night, the dogs are a little bit more chill. Yeah. They'll, they'll go to sleep versus like, if you leave them at home in the middle of the day, it's a, it's a crap shoot as to whether what's going to get chewed up yeah. uh, or shit on apparently. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, there's a lot there, but I think, yeah, you've got a doodle. You may have over snuggled it. Just let and it sleep in your room while it's happening. That's what I think. And yeah, give but it, it won't be, it, it, it probably sleeps. If they're in the situation, the dog sleeps in the bed. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry. Your sex life is going to suck. Okay. Next question. Um, love this. So I, I took care of all, I did such a good job with Dutch when I got him and he was yeah, like, what was it? You. So I was 23, Yeah. 23, 24. And I made him sleep on the floor, even though he was the cutest little doodly bastard ever. And, and yeah, so now we have a, a, a the space to make sweet love. Thank you, baby, for thinking. Good thing ahead. I was fucking a lot back then. Ten years in a row, or ten years ahead. Okay, I'm just curious if Roxanne is also in a relationship with someone else, or a, if aside from being with you and Connor, she is single. I find this all so fascinating. <laughs> I mean, not really anymore. That was the case at the beginning, but you guys had a pretty interesting conversation. She's, she wasn't in a relationship in the beginning. No, she was like single outside of this situation. Oh, but now. My dating. Yeah. So we had an interesting conversation, which definitely needs to be continued with the three of us. But um, we were just talking a lot about her and I, we were just hanging out talking by ourselves and we were talking about our fears and like what this is and what does it mean? And is she scared of sharks? What? She's scared of sharks. I don't know why. I'm just curious. You're talking about your fears. What else is she afraid of? We weren't talking about that kind of she stuff. She afraid of the dark? In relationship. The boogeyman? And anyway, so we were talking about like her being single, but not wanting to date other people. And that basically sh- we are in a relationship with her. I was like, well, I think it's fair to say that we are together. We are in a relationship. And she said, yeah. And we haven't had that conversation yet. And the three of us haven't had it. And we didn't really go deep into it. It was just kind of acknowledging like where we are, like we have feelings for each other. This is what's happening. This is the dynamic. Um, and it, changes things, right? Especially for someone who is single, who doesn't have a partner. She doesn't live with anyone, but she's dating us. What does that mean for her? It's it's asking her to ask herself a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's kind of where we are with it. We haven't really followed up, but she, I asked her if she would consider herself single and she was like, well, no, I don't, don't want to date other people. So well, it's also a lot coming from a more conservative background to like go into now you're casually dating and dating a couple. Like that's a lot. That's a lot to emotionally deal with, Mm -hmm. but it could go in that direction. Right. You know? So I guess the question, the follow-up question here that I would like for you to address is something we've talked a bit about, but if she were to start wanting to date again and was with dating men, what would that mean for you? And how would that make you feel? You know, I think we probably, I think there's a lot of reasons to move on in that situation and make it like less of less serious of a thing. And there's just also, there's like a, it's going to be hard for her to be like, 
to say that probably. So I think I'd probably be end up being the person that I would have to say something. But at that point, it's like, if that's what you want to do, then like emotionally invest in that. And not that we can't like casually do a thing or whatever. Um, totally cool. Or I definitely still like be friends. It's like, Oh my God. I want her to be our friend forever. Yeah. So it's, it's not even, that's not even a question. Yeah. Um, but then that also puts us in a situation where we start doing like, like seeking out new people or doing whatever. Because right now we're not seeking out other people. No, I I still fuck around on Bumble, but it's more just like for like out of just like, not anymore because I have an Xbox now. Yeah. That's the thing. It's different for you. It's like more just like entertainment value and like, and we met, we matched with someone the other day that was like really we had like got, we had matched with bef- way before Roxanne and uh, they had started dating someone or whatever and then you know yada 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 and it was like cool to like reconnect with them because we had like had a lot of conversations and made a lot of made plans they just like I think COVID happened or something it was mm. like back in the day mm-hmm. and uh, anyway so yeah it's like it's fun to be on there and like play around and like send you screenshots of weird shit you see on there um, but it's not like I'm not like looking for someone because I'm. This is, the, and this is, look, look um, we're not experts. This is the first time we've ever fucking done this. So yeah. I'm not sitting here like, oh, we know all the things. But for us, and again, we don't like labels either. We're just explaining to you what we're doing. Connor and I are together. We are committed to Pretty each much, other. Pretty much, yeah. We, <laughs> we, you're such a fucking piece of shit. We are dating someone together. We don't date separately. So we are dating someone together, which makes this, and she is not dating anyone else, which makes this what people would consider a monogamous triad or a thruple where you're not, no one's dating other people. It's just the three of you. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So in case you're like, what is, I don't get it. What does that mean? We're monogamous with the three of us. That's what it is. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to like clarify because I think. Yeah, but we've even talked about a fourth before just so that right, but, for fun. But we chose that that's not what we're doing right now, that it can be a conversation, but that we are like closed at the moment, if yeah. that makes sense. Right. Monogamish thruple. Yeah. So, but I think the other thing is people ask me all the time, are there, do you ever hook up with men? Do I ever hook up with other men or do we, you and I hook up and there's another guy involved? The answer to that is no. That is a boundary for Connor. Um, so Connor, I think the other question here is if Roxanne was sleeping with another guy, that's a boundary for you. Correct? I mean, not really. That's what you said before. <sighs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. It just depends. Like I'd have to like wrap my mind around it. It's not, but it's not like it's not a there's not a possessive thing there. It's more like it's different than with it's me. Di- huh? It's different than with me. He, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your face. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad we got that on camera. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> I love you, baby. Um, uh yeah, it's much different. No, I don't think I mean it would just it would just be like it's just a lot for that person. Like it's a very person specific thing. Totally. Like to think that I haven't been like sleeping with someone who was sleeping with someone else in my life. Right. And I've been totally fine with it is that that's you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's more like a based on the situation and the experience I have in the situation, what is most likely best for that situation. Mm-hmm. And knowing me, knowing her, knowing whatever, like if that's the case, then it's like then then maybe that's just maybe we should just go elsewhere with our sexual aspect. Yeah, exactly. And just be and, friends. And the, exactly. And let that like let that breathe. Also, I'm not just thinking about myself in that. I'm thinking about the other guy in that exactly. situation as well. Because you've been the other guy, um, right? In a th- 
I, but it was like in an open relationship. Not, I've never like dated someone who was a third in an open relationship mm. or a third in a throuple situation. I've dated, I've, I've slept with people who were in open relationships or whatever. Right. And you, but um, you were the other guy. I have been the other guy. Yeah. And, and sometimes that gets I, complicated. Yeah. 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 And that that's weird. fucking max masculinity, man. Yeah, it's weird. And then you have like guys that are like they're like posturing and this whole thing. And it's like, you know, I'm not saying I don't like I'm not like, ooh, men are toxic. It's like, yeah, we Just we posture. Yeah. But also like I had to pull myself back out of one situation because I was like, listen, I'm either going to fuck this relationship up or probably get my feelings hurt. That's like that's kind of the two. Like either, either I'm gonna blow this whole thing up if this keeps. And it was like a new thing, but I just could tell that you can usually just tell when it, where it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. But I've also been in situations where I'm like, yeah, this is probably gonna go away in a week, and I just don't care. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, it's just fun for right now. It's like a fun weekend thing. Mm-hmm. So there's just a difference in those in those things, but it's very person dependent, right? We could say I could say the complete opposite thing about the next person right. down the road. It it is based on my experience with that person and and my emotions around that person. So I think the other important thing to talk about here is like expectations for what it is, because before the situation we're in now, it was like happened a couple of times and then it was over. And now we're just friends with all these people, which I'm so grateful for (laughs) because we have amazing kind of how my life was before we started dating. Yeah. But that's like what it's been. And now this has been a couple months now. And so it's very different. It feels much more serious. It's much more emotionally involved. Yeah. You're about to propose. I think I'm proposing. Um, Connor's going to officiate our wedding. (laughs) We literally talked about this and we were like, oh my God, what if we fell in love with each other? And then we just had Connor officiate our wedding and we laughed so hard. Um, But I think that this is a a very different dynamic. And I had a lot of fear around this dynamic ever happening, which is hilarious that we're in it now. And you led the way, by the way. Okay. In this this dynamic becoming what it is. How's that? Because you you guys had like y'all's emotional connection and you got to like feel what it was about. And then you like... You, you were the, you were the leader in this whole, this whole Roxanne situation by a long shot. I've just been kind of like hanging out. What, why do you think that is? Cause I finally let myself go there. Well, you've had feelings for somebody. Yeah. And you, and it, I would like make fun of you about it. Cause you wouldn't like, you wouldn't acknowledge like, it as oh, if it wasn't a real poor deal. Kelly. Oh. You love her. Oh no. Oh, Kelly You has think feelings. that you're hiding it from me and I can't tell. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like burying my head in the couch, like God fucking damn it! I'm like crying and laughing at the same time. It was pretty funny because I was just like, "Do you know who I am? Like, I do you think that this like shit sneaks?" Well, because every time I freak out about something, it's because I like want it. Yeah, and so you know that now, and so you and you would like, say stuff, oh, and I was okay. like, uh, "Okay, Kelly, talk to you tomorrow." <laughs> Yeah. So (laughs) when you change your mind. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that it's just been really interesting. My advice to anyone in this circumstance is to just let yourself be open because I couldn't have predicted that we would be in this experience. You couldn't have, she couldn't have. And no matter what happens at the end of the day, I'm so grateful because I've learned a lot about myself. I think you have, we've learned a lot about each other and she's also getting so much out of this as well. And I think that's just, yes, really, she is. <laughs> that's just a really beautiful human experience and connection beyond all of the sex and rendezvous and Oh, the excitement of it all to be able to really see yourself through someone else and have a new perspective and grow and learn and be open to feeling new things and be curious and adventurous. I really feel like that is so valuable and important. And so if you decide, which is what I did early on, 
I'm going to have very clear restrictions and boundaries and it can't be like this and we can't do that and da da da. You're really just keeping yourself from all of these beautiful possibilities. And yes, it is scary. I'm not acting like it's not. I get scared all the time. Like I had a meltdown this weekend. It's just part of the deal. But at the same time, it deepens the level of intimacy that you have with someone else as well as with yourself. Yeah. And I feel like that's the best thing about this whole experience. Absolutely. Do you agree? I do. Okay. And I really wish that my brain was at a hundred. I'm at about I'm 40. Sorry. So okay. I did think of one more thing. Um, one more tip though, before we get out of here. Yeah. So uh, sometimes since we have two Bumble accounts and I have one, you have one, people think that I'm you. Oh. Whenever I, whenever they match with us. Mm-hmm. And I just play with it. I just run with it. What? Yeah. So I just take all the sexy photos of you on my phone, like text them to them. No, and you I'm do like, not. My pussy's so wet for you, baby. Jesus Christ. And then sometimes I'll switch over to dudes and start matching with dudes. And then I have all of these screenshots on my phone of just like dudes sending me videos of their dick. I was going to make a website about it. You definitely do not. Act <laughs> You're so honest and like careful i'm gonna do that one day i'm gonna pretend to be you i mean that would be kind of funny super, gro- super gross with somebody oh my don't do that um i do want to address this one more like, I want question you to, i want you to roll a cactus down my back we have a cactus toy now can we uh, can we talk about jealousy really quick this is a whole show but i want to spend two minutes talking about jealousy good let's try so it someone asked me do you get jealous And then I started laughing because, (laughs) yeah, I get really fucking jealous all the time. And what I, what helps me and what, what I remind myself of is that I get so much out of this dynamic. What I tend to do is turn this on Connor and say, see, you get so much out of this. This is all about you. You take advantage all the time. Right. And when I do that, I really try and calm myself down and ask myself, okay, Kelly, valid, understand where you're coming from and what is it that you are getting out of this experience and where can you just be with that? And I, I, I mean, I think I get more out of this than you do. Like confirmed, even if you had no rules and could do whatever you wanted, I still think I would get more out of this than you because for me, this is on like a very, very deep spiritual feminine level that you don't have. Like, it's just, that's not for you. That's rude. (laughs) This is, this is just so deep and so layered for me. And I am so grateful and so appreciative that I get to be a part of this and partake in this and learn and grow and just all the things. And so when I go there and I'm like, well, he gets to do this and that's not okay. And why is he doing this? I'm like, okay, but you got to just spend an entire evening with her alone and have like five hours of conversation followed up by the two of you hooking up and you felt so incredibly connected to her and you feel like she and I were joking the other night. This sounds really creepy, but please stay with me. It was like sisterly love. Like the amount of intimacy that we feel with each other is like, we are so connected you say if, you, not if, you feel, if you feel any close, if we feel any closer, I'm going to explode. Yeah. Yeah. She said that she was like, if I, Oh my God, if I feel closer to you, I'm literally going to explode because that's what it feels like for us. And that's not what Connor is necessarily looking for. And you know what I am looking for? What? Some nicotine. Big old elk. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's all I search for that's in my life all now. You care about. So I just think that 
I mean, I could talk about this for an hour, but when it comes up, one, ask yourself why it's coming up. A lot of my stuff is around mommy and daddy issues and feeling like I'm not being acknowledged and seen. The other part is deep abandonment wounds and not being chosen. And the other part is I forget how much I really get out of this. And if you can just be really fucking honest about all of that and say, yeah, my abandonment is just going to come up. Yeah. I wish that my dad and mom paid more attention to me emotionally and were more available. That's going to come up too. And I get this amazing experience that feels so loving and so nourishing and sweet and beautiful. And that's okay. And it's also okay to be jealous. It's never going to go away, but just I think lean into the positive of the experience and not focus and harp on the negatives. Is that yeah, fair? It's really funny sometimes when you get all jealous and shit and you're like, well, you guys will do things that we don't do. And I was like, especially sexually. And I'm like, well, yeah, cause you're like a foot taller than she is. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just she physics. So like I can't help. Like, like there, there are lots of things that we can do that you and I can't do. And there's lots of things that you and I can do that sh- she and I can't do. Yeah. And it was like, we talked about going skiing one time and she was like, and you were get all jealous about that. I'm like, you're just not a good skier. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we, we went and played volleyball. It's not about being a bad skier. Yeah, it's about it not like, liking to ski. Well, whatever it's, a, but you have to like to ski to get good at it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, but we both ski at the same, this game level. So like, we're not going to be on greens all day, <laughs> Like it's, but there's, it's funny. Like, it's just one of those things where it's, you just can't, you know, like if she was a volleyball player and I was like, oh, well, you guys can play better than me. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course. You know, it's like, there's, it's just, there's certain things where it was like, you were finding a way where it's like, yeah, it, what, what you were saying was true. But it was just like a circumstantial. It wasn't like a, like anybody's trying to run away and like leave you or anybody's interfering with the relationship. It was just like, that was the thing that your mind like grabbed for is like a reason to be jealous about a thing when it was really not about that at all. And we had to like get to it. It was really funny, but it was like, yeah, I I just, I remember just thinking like there, but that's just a, that's just a fact that you can't do it. Like it it has nothing to do with emotions or, or like any kind of attractive, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. That's in influencing our relationship at all. It's just like that's just a you were going down the fucking rabbit hole on oh, things. Oh yeah, well I was, was digging so, for it, stuff. It was so funny, and I'm like, what does that have to do with literally anything? But I think yes, I agree with you 100. percent And what I will also say, and this is why I appreciate Roxanne so much, and I just adore her, and I'm so grateful that she and I are on the same page because it really helps. We have moved really fast, and then had to take 10 steps backwards because it was too much. When, when we're talking about jealousy and being in new situations, it is so important to take it slow. Like she spent the night at our house for the first time this weekend. She slept upstairs and that was a big deal. This weekend, I would really like to try her sleeping in our bed. That's a really fucking big deal to me. That feels incredibly intimate. That feels like a lot. And I'm, I'm like every day, like, okay. This is what it's going to feel like. This is why it's positive. These are the things that stress you out about it. Are those valid? Yes. Does it need to be a thing that makes you jealous or upset? No. Okay. We all talk about it. She and I have talked ad nauseum about it. I know how you feel. Ad nauseum nauseum about it. I know how you feel about it. So I just think that in those situations where you know you're going to be triggered, just be, take it slow. Don't force yourself to do anything. Just be honest. Have a conversation or seven and then take that step. And I think that that leads to a lot more success. Boom. Love it. Do you feel, do you feel complete? I feel complete. I feel complete. Make sure to review the show, everybody on Apple podcast. I am sending so many gifts out right now. I have the biggest box of goodies. So if you leave a review and send us a screenshot, I have so much shit to send out. Yeah. 
And I you can also you. say that if you have a third in the pipeline, shoot them this shoot them this show. Yeah. Hopefully it helps. <laughs> Best practices. That's what we call it. I like it. Best practices in, I don't know, whatever. We'll figure something out. <laughs> I love you, baby. I love you too. Bye. <laughs>